What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another Friday, another episode of Why Are We Bullish? This one's a little bit special. This is my first one coming to you live from Italy. I am uh, traveling around with the family. Uh, and with that comes uh, the, how should I put it? The absolute clusterfuck of figuring out what you're doing as you're on the road. So I've got my mobile set up here. Uh, the internet where I am, which is on the Amalfi Coast, which is beautiful. But the internet here is spotty at best. And we shall see uh, what happens with that. Of course, you know, that's the name of the game. Uh, the show, I always do my intro clip of uh, anything can happen. But this one applies especially for any shows on the road. So I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Of course, if you have not already, please do like, subscribe, share, all those things. Really important, they really help get this show in front of more eyeballs. Shout out to everybody watching on YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, and all my Nostriches. We are coming to you live on Nostr as well. Uh, I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Huddle the Bitcoin. Before we bring in our guests, let's take a quick look at where we are in the market right now. This is Time Chain Calendar. Com. We're sitting right now at $29,827 per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up 3,352 sats. In terms of fees, next block, it looks like 23 sats per byte. If you're willing to wait a little bit, 13 sats per byte should do you. Uh, and then in terms of Bitcoin mined, 19.44 million of them, and that's 92.55% of the entire supply. Uh, shout out to sponsors of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're stacking sats and you've got a few priorities in mind, like instant self-custody, peer-to-peer trading, no KYC, this is the place to go. You can sign up in minutes with nothing more than an email address. Once you're in there, uh, simply choose a currency, a payment method, and an amount, and you can start viewing offers immediately and stacking non-KYC sats. They also have a lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Check them out. Link is in the show notes. Uh, now, when you do get your hands on some non-KYC sats, cold card, coin kite, all the stuff that they're doing is, uh, again, my favorite method. I love my cold card. I love everything coming out of there. Uh, they've got the tap signer, block clock, sats cards, open dimes, all kinds of great stuff. And I'm really looking forward to uh, near the end of the year when the cold card Q1 drops. If you want to reserve that or pick up anything else that I've mentioned, head to coinkite.com, use code BTC sessions for 5% off. And if you are looking to go beyond just single signature and you want to dive into multi-sig, namely assisted multi-sig, Nunchuck is an excellent wallet. I actually have a new tutorial dropping for them soon about all their advanced features in their mobile wallet, but I've done a couple previous videos. Anyways, the long and the short of it is you can set up a multi-sig wallet on your mobile device. Very simply, it hand holds you through everything. You can use things like the tap sign or the cold card and a whole bunch of other hardware options. You set up a multi-sig, they hold a single key, you hold the rest of the keys. They are your signer of last resort. It has baked in inheritance planning, so your sats get to your next of kin. 
if anything should happen to you. And on top of that, the whole thing is also non-KYC. You don't need to provide private information in order to set it up and have it work for you. So check them out, nunchuck.io. And final shout out to Start9, your sovereign computing solution. These guys are, are killing it. I have my brand new... Uh, server pure which is an absolute beast but if you're unfamiliar this is where you can host all of your bitcoin infrastructure like bitcoin core lightning mempool.space uh, join market all that great stuff you can also host your data files passwords photos nostra relays nostra clients all kinds of great stuff um, and they've got different devices for different levels entry level mid-level and then the beast that i'm running that is the server pure so check them out start9.com and with that, enough of my rambling. I need to get my guests in here. So we're going to welcome to the stage, Knut. We're going to welcome to the stage, Nico. And we're going to welcome to the stage, Philip. And I'm very excited to have all you gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. I think Knut uh, uh, has been on, but uh, the other two gentlemen, first time on the show. So let's do a quick round of intros, just namely, who are you and what do you do? Knut, let's start with you. Uh, welcome. Thank you, Ben. This is my third time here, I believe. And we go way back. Uh, uh, and I'm an international village idiot at this point. Uh, <laughs> writing books about Bitcoin and uh, going to conferences and uh, advising a couple of Bitcoin companies and doing all sorts of fun stuff nowadays. Uh, yeah, awesome. that's me. I, I, got to, I got to see a little bit in... Um... I got to see you in Prague and I got to uh, I got to pick up your book and get a signed copy of it, might I mention, um, added it to my bookshelf. It's now a prized possession. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. I mean, always a pleasure and uh, good to see you here and uh, looking forward to seeing you IRL soon yes. again as well. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Nico, welcome. Uh, first time that we've really kind of done much interaction online, uh, but uh, I was I was kind of poking and prodding Twitter for suggestions of people that I should have on. And, and you came up quite a bit yeah. and I was poking around at the stuff you've been doing. And and uh, I'm glad to have you, man. Can you give yourself a little intro? Uh, well, hi, hi, Ben. Thank you for inviting me. Hi, guys. I'm glad to be here. So I'm Nico, Nico Hielich. I'm from Vienna, Austria, where I'm sitting now as well. Um, I'm a financial journalist. I do a podcast, a German podcast. It's called Was Bitcoin Bringt and a YouTube channel. And I also do an English newsletter and a podcast on uh, fixthemoney.net um, together with Yael, with my companion. Um, yeah, that's basically the, the very, very quick um, summary of what I do. I've been a mainstream journalist for most of my, of my time, but I quit everything to do um, basically only Bitcoin uh, one and a half years ago. And so far, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hearing about the brain drain. All the, all the people that uh, understand Bitcoin uh, and, and have other uh, occupations, they're, they're slowly but surely migrating to focus their attentions on uh, what I think will be a, a pretty important innovation. And, and, so. and people do take notice. When you look to the other side, you know, people in the traditional media, they lose their jobs and then they look at this crazy guy who went with the Bitcoin route and has followers and viewers on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very glad to have you, Nico. Uh, looking forward to uh, this chat. Me too. And uh, uh, we'll toss it down the line to Philip. 
it's good to see you, man. I saw you again in uh, in in Prague as well. Uh, but we've we've met up in multiple locations, and it's been a long time coming having you on the show. Obviously, time zones are always a yeah, factor. Thanks, so I thanks this for is that. a great opportunity. Yeah, no, maybe you invited <laughs> me when I first uh, went to Miami, and here we and you, and I think it's like 10, 11 o'clock my time. So thank you very much for for visiting Europe and doing it here. Yeah, my name is uh, Philip, or otherwise known as Prince Philip of Serbia. Um, the crazy prince now that's gone that's into Bitcoin and <laughs> I'm the CSO of Jan3. Jan3 is a nation state adoption company started by Samson Mao. I don't think he needs any introduction. And I'm 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 calling him from Belgrade. This is where I live, this is my home. I've been living here for three years now. I moved back three years ago during uh during the the, the pandemic, and here I am to uh today with uh yeah. Well what can I say? Yeah, uh to talk about Bitcoin, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad to glad to have all you guys, uh, and and this should be a good one. I'm I'm very excited. This is a a, a banger to uh, kick off my series of uh, European uh, chats. So, uh, thank you all for being here. We're going to dive in. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, everybody in the chat that's here as well. Um, keep those. Uh, comments coming. They're going to be overlaid on, on the side of the screen the whole time. So yes, everybody uh, on the live stream can see all of the comments for better or worse. And that's just the way we roll here. So uh, we're going to dive in. Anybody that's watching that is unfamiliar. This show is called Why Are We Bullish? Very simple premise. Each one of us is coming with a reason or a topic uh, as to why we're bullish on Bitcoin. Um, quite often it's, I'd say it's very seldom about price sometimes, but, um, typically it, it can be an eclectic mix of really anything. It can be a, a personal experience, um, a, a piece of news, an application, a device, uh, whatever it may be. We all have a reason that's currently top of mind that we're, we're excited about Bitcoin for. And so the flow of the show is one, somebody's going to drop a reason why they're bullish. Two, altogether, we're going to riff on that reason and discuss. And then three, we're going to rotate until we've all had a turn. So really simple, reason, riff, rotate. And uh, so I'm going to get us started with my reason for being bullish. Um, and it's a pretty simple one, actually. Uh, and, and I want to give uh, a shout out to... Uh, uh, a, a gentleman Knut's definitely familiar with, but I want to give a shout out to Matteo uh, because uh, this week in the context of traveling around when I, when I'm not actually at a Bitcoin related event, I'm just somewhere in the world where I'm not typically at um, uh, the orange pill app has been kind of cool and an interesting way to get in touch with local Bitcoiners wherever I happen to be at. Uh, and so I've been playing around quite a bit, um, even more so than when I've been at conferences, because I've, I've always, you know, you're around Bitcoiners that, that you know and everything. And, and, but when I'm just out and about and I'm, I'm looking around and, and I'm traveling with my family, it's really cool. It's been honestly very interesting to just jump on and then see people locally and and say, hey, you know, I'm 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 in Rome or I'm in Amalfi or I'm in Matera and I'm going to be a whole bunch of other places and and just seeing, oh, there's there's some Bitcoiners here and then being able to uh, figure out 
a, you know, let's, let's get together and grab a beer or, or a coffee or something like that. And just meeting people on the fly. Um, I think it's unique in that it's a, uh, it's location based. And so you can find Bitcoiners close to you as opposed to, you know, yeah, Twitter, you know, all the, everybody in Bitcoin is on Twitter and it's very easy to, to converse, but like that doesn't give you the, um, I'm here right now. Who's nearby? Can I go grab a beer with you? Um, people might not see your tweet. Same thing with Nostra. Nostra is, is awesome for the different set of reasons. Um, you know, send the censorship resistance aspect of it. Um, but again, as of yet, it's not, it's not like a, a location. There's no like location based layer to that. And so I'm excited about orange pill app just because I can just kind of be anywhere and say, I need that Bitcoin fix and then find somebody in the area almost immediately and then be able to link up. And so that's kind of my mission. So what I'm going to say is if you're in Italy uh, and I'm, I'm going to go as far as to list where I'm going to be at uh, because I, I want to meet up with Bitcoiners while I'm on the road right now, I'm in the Amalfi coast. I'm in Amalfi itself. Uh, but I'm also going to be in Matera after this and kind of that East coast region, uh, Puglia, I think it's called. Um, and then I'm going to be back in Rome for five days. I'm going to be down to Sicily all over Sicily for a while. I'm going to be in Malta for a little bit, and then I'm going to be in London. So, um, I'm going to be trying to look on OPA on orange pill app. Uh, every place that I am and hopefully try and meet up with a Bitcoiner in every one of those locations, sit down. I just love meeting new Bitcoiners. So yeah, super excited about that. I'm going to leave it at that and I'm just going to kind of open it up to discussion. And it can be like, again, if, if you're not currently using OPA, that's fine. I'm just kind of curious everyone's experience with meeting Bitcoiners in the wild um, and, you know, the, the, ease or difficulty in which you've been able to do so. Um, so yeah, and anybody who wants to dive in uh, can touch on this. Maybe I might even toss it maybe uh, over to Canute because you've uh, uh, been keen on OPA a little bit as well. So I I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I love OPA. Uh, uh, we, we, should, we should put in a disclaimer here, Ben, that we're advisors for the RSP yes. lab. So, uh, yeah, so we're and, and I'm an advisor it. because of the the value that I see in it, of course. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't have said yes to that if I if I didn't like the idea. And uh, yeah, I, I recently came back to Sweden, and uh, uh, which is where I am now, and uh, I. To my surprise, there's quite a lot of Orange Pill app users here as well. I could find people on Orange Pill app, and it seems to be the right people. Uh, I don't think scammers uh, like the idea of uh, paying a fee every month to, to join a network. But for people who, yeah. uh, who uh, want to separate signal from noise, it's a very good tool. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I love OPA, and I made a lot of connections on it uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a, a lot of new features in the uh, in the pipeline. Um, BTC Map is integrated, so you can find uh, yeah. retailers and uh, other stuff like Bitcoin ATMs or whatever you might need. Uh, and uh, there, there's an event function, so you can make your own meetups and stuff. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming as well. Not yeah. Not to forget that the OPA organized. Uh, 
giving each Congress member of the U.S. Uh, <laughs> Congress a, a a copy of the Bitcoin standard. So they had an uh, event in Washington D.C. Uh, like a month back, maybe a couple of weeks back, where uh, mm-hmm. where they made sure that uh, there's at least a potential Bitcoiner on each and every seat in that uh, in that particular building. <laughs> yeah. So I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that is super awesome. And I, I mentioned actually, um, I uh, while I was down here, I, I knew <laughs> I knew that Nat Brunel was going to be around, but it was really funny jumping onto OPA and then just seeing her there. Oh, she's literally, you know, X, X number of kilometers away. And then we had lunch uh, yesterday. So, um, you know, and there's there's a few other Bitcoiners that I know are going to be over in Italy this summer, but it's it's really cool to be able to uh, connect with them as as they travel. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a pretty unique <laughs> a unique thing that Bitcoiners have in that you can pop into any corner of the globe, any city, town, whatever. And if other Bitcoiners know that a Bitcoiner is in town, they are more than keen to get together and and just chat and it's one of those unique things where you're already at a base level you have um, a certain set of values and beliefs that already align and so you can kind of skip a lot of the bs small talk in order to establish a rapport and you can kind of dive into more interesting topics right out the gate which is really cool so um yeah and you can have some bone broth and uh, some raw liver and a glass of water together if you want <laughs> yes exactly um so uh i'm curious uh maybe uh nico um I- i'm curious about your uh experience in in kind of have you met many bitcoiners abroad oh, yeah, yeah? <laughs> and so um I did just spend uh, the last weekend. I did just spend with with two hundred of like the most hardcore Bitcoiners from the German speaking world in what we call the Bitcoin Citadelle, which we have been doing for for three years now. Um, has been very important for me. Which so we get together. Um, so Citadelle is obviously Citadel, right? So we get together in like mm-hmm. a farm or a castle, and and it's it's a it's a it's an event. But there's no speakers. There's very little program. It's all mostly about getting getting together. Like um, it's more, almost a family meeting, really. Um, mm-hmm. I, I met my, my met my man painting Bitcoin there, who who has provided the the awesome art that's in my in my office here. So please check him out. He's amazing. He's also done the the art in El Salvador for the adopting Bitcoin. He's done Bitcoin block in Munich. So the um, Let's just, I mean, I don't want to like brag or anything, but in, in the German speaking world, meeting Bitcoiners is not a hard thing anymore. Um, they're literally everywhere. It's, it's, it's quite insane, actually. Uh, I, I, I spent the last, the last three days, I spent with an artist slash entrepreneur um, who is 84 years old. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's been a Bitcoiner since 2012 because he's, he's been in, in computers his whole life and he immediately saw uh, Bitcoin and it's like, I mean, we do YouTube videos where proof of work is important. He can demolish proof of stake and any alternative within like half a sentence. It's 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 quite amazing. Um, so and and it's interesting to see. I mean, to meet Bitcoiners. Um, and th- the thing is that you know because I'm, I do YouTube and I do podcasts. So it even even happens that like people will come up to me and say, "Are you Nico from YouTube?" You know, and if they know me, obviously they're gonna be Bitcoiners. 
Um, yeah. And I always say that Bitcoin really works as, as a social network because you, you, you find people and you immediately have something to connect over. You have something to, to talk about and, and not even talk about Bitcoin, but it's basically you literally have the same values, like in a very literal sense, right? Um, maybe not political values, maybe not, um, maybe you're the one is old, one is, one is young, one is tall, one is short, but that doesn't matter in Bitcoin. And it's really interesting to see that, you know, like politics and, and nationalities and all that stuff, you know, gets thrown to the side really quickly with, with, with Bitcoiners. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're asking me why I'm bullish, of course, I'd, I'll say because you can see the effect of Bitcoin in people. Um, and it's absolutely insane to see that um, coming from... The, I actually on the today I did a talk about these phases when where you first you, you you know you lower your time preference you sell all your chairs you know you sit on the floor then you start then you start uh, building you know you start building yourself up you maybe you you want to work in the Bitcoin space but I I do want to open another thing because I do have to say it um, because you are asking why am I bullish so I am very bullish because of the community. But the things don't, don't dive into your reason. Oh, I'm not early, allowed though. to. I'm not. Allowed, oh, we're still riffing, right? We're still riffing. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little bit more riff. But I will ask you. I will ask you to elaborate on your reason momentarily. I just don't want you to lose it too early. It's just so so. It's it really on like if we stay with the community, and I have to say I haven't even used Orange Pill app because I'm not an advisor. So <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously, I've I've heard it's great, but I haven't used it because you know. Um, I'm in like a hundred different Telegram groups where I can meet Bitcoiners if I want to. Um, so, yeah. so it's just, I, I get invitations, you know, I can literally go to any town like 300 miles from here. Uh, I can visit Bitcoiners and it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and I, I'll know that, you know, they're going to be nice people and, and you, there's something to talk to. And maybe something that I, that I also saw is that it's often, people who are closer to reality and by that i mean it's people who are you know you work with their hands who work in nature who are um, a little bit less disconnected from from reality than maybe you know university professors or economists or that you know because mm -hmm. i get i get lots of bit like i get lots of people asking me you know why doesn't this why doesn't this economist get it? Why doesn't this politician get it? You know that, that bitcoin is a solution and i always say yeah but, but these people are not looking for solutions. They are looking for, mm -hmm. for votes and they're looking for money, but they're not looking for solutions because if, if there was a solution, then, you know, they'd be out of a job. So um, <laughs> it's very interesting to see that, you know, quote unquote, normal people get it really quickly, you know, especially, I don't know if you, yeah. if you have like, if you do sports, for example, if you have a, like a sports coach, whatever, if you, if you learn tennis, you'll very quickly mm -hmm. find a sports coach that, that accepts Bitcoin because before they would just do, the, do it in cash and now they do it in Bitcoin, like the little things, right? And that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's that it's that easy connection. Again, regardless of the method that you're able to connect with people with, you're absolutely right. You can it's you can wander into any town anywhere, and and you've got um, a, a base of of easy friends that you can connect with, and and that's a fantastic thing. Um, uh, Philip, I'm I'm curious your your take as well on on again, meeting Bitcoiners in the wild and making those connections and, and, and kind of this phenomenon of, of having this, this social layer globally that, 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 that has formed. I think, yes. Yeah, so when I, uh, when I came out the closet about being a Bitcoiner about a year and a half ago, um, I got a lot of attention on, on, uh, that video, that three minute clip on that talk show in here in Serbia, the mm -hmm. Ivan Ivanovic show, 
went viral on Bitcoin Twitter. And next thing I know, I'm in, I'm, I'm in touch with uh, all the all my all my Bitcoin heroes that I've been secretly following for 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 a while now. And next thing I know, I get I'm on Daniel Prince's podcast. I'm on Safety's podcast. And the next thing, I'm getting invited to Miami, and I meet. I meet you, Ben, and I meet you, Newt, and that's also where I get off offered the job for uh, Samsung's uh, new company, Jan Three. Um, and since Miami, I've been to maybe about ten conferences, and that's where I obviously meet uh, most of the Bitcoiners. And ev- I, I echo everyone, everything that everyone said of, in the, on, on here so far that you don't really have much small talk. You you you, you cut the, you cut to the chase, and you can talk about uh, the bigger picture about what well, about about how we actually should be perceiving the world. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you mentioned, Nico, that uh, um, normal people get it. Um, I like to say that I'm not normal. And I was working a financial job in London, in the city, you know, in asset management, you know, pure Kentian environment, but somehow I got it. <laughs> so there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think maybe it's like an, an inner disdain for for the system you're working within and you, i wrote you see in, uh, in a forward for newt's, newt's uh rehash of his two first books uh that um that's mm-hmm. i always knew there was something amiss in the world that something wasn't quite adding up but you know i kind of wanted to be comfortable working finance and do what uh do what your parents thought was, was a good idea for you but uh always with 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 um with the suspicion that things were not right and mm-hmm. and then then when you introduce the bitcoin 2017 you know i also get distracted by shit coins and all that mm. but then 2020 that's when i really started to pay attention that's when i really started to study more as you saw what happened with uh, with the whole covid uh, bullshit so mm-hmm. i studied more i joined bitcoin twitter and read like read the bitcoin standard because apparently that was a thing to read and i think within within as that CNBC presenter said, I think within 20 pages, I was like, I was sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So when I go around meeting Bitcoins and going back to the top, to, to, to what you asked, um, I think everyone is just very humble. Every, there's, there's no, there's no, e- there's no like, well, not egos. The ego is a bad thing. It's no arrogance. I think that's the word. Um, mm-hmm. There's no arrogance. There's, uh, there's confidence, which is a good thing. And mm-hmm. There's yeah, there's a lot of love and a lot of appreciation, and this it's it's just hard workers, um, people to just get it, and it's 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 a really is a beautiful wholesome um, uh, community to be, to be part of, and the great thing is it's a growing community. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that whenever I speak, because I do a lot, a lot of not traveling that's not Bitcoin related, and I try and introduce it to people, um, and. A lot of people just don't get it, Bitcoin yet. Um, it's a really misunderstood technology, if you can call it that. Um, I guess it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's potential. That's one reason why I'm very, very bullish as well. It's just the potential of people of unlocking a lot of um, a lot of indoctrinated minds out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and again to the earlier point, you know that if just dove into Bitcoin, they've they've had that unlock. They've they've had that key turn and 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 the, their minds have been freed from the confines of fiat culture, I suppose. So it's uh, or at least they're 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 peeking out the gate, anyways. Uh, so so there's more potential to kind of dive down deeper conversations and and understand somebody a little bit more than you would from a quick convo from a random person on the road. So um, it's because it's because when you when you get into Bitcoin and you 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 know you, you might buy some and then you take it into cold storage, what you do is you take responsibility over your your life, mm-hmm. and that is not something that is um, that is common in fiat world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you do this step without even noticing it, and afterwards you see the changes. Yeah. yeah. With freedom comes great responsibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that's also why it's so interesting. I, I like that you touched on that, Nico, because there's many aspects of one's life in which you can take more personal responsibility for. And you get people coming to Bitcoin that are are quite knowledgeable. Obviously, they, they did something before Bitcoin. They're going to be particularly non- knowledgeable in that area of expertise. And if that person has an affinity for personal responsibility, they're going to be attacking that area of expertise in the most personally responsible way. And so it, there's such a wealth of knowledge to learn from other Bitcoiners because you know on a, a, a base level of values that they're approaching those other topics, um, if it's their expertise, if they, they believe in kind of the, the, that personal responsibility of self-custody and you know, responsibility over the fruits of one's labor, they're likely applying that to their other areas of expertise or they're more likely to do so. And so I, I think that's why it's so interesting and why we see like these subsets of, of expertise in, in different areas, specifically within Bitcoiners, um, that you can get some pretty good knowledge around, uh, I want to say tangential talk to Bitcoin, um, but really it's, it's just personal response. Did I chop out a bit? A little no, bit, no. but that's okay. Okay, uh, fine with me. You know, I can I, I can tell yeah, you a story about I can tell you a story about normal people if you want to. Yes. So we have so we have in in <laughs> in the German speaking world we have we have what's called Volksmusik, which is basically what Amer- for America that would be country music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, There's normal people in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I said the German-speaking world. No, no, I love I love all the Germans. I love all the Germans. So, so the thing is that um, Volksmusik. Basically, if you are if you're not into that, you don't know what's happening there. But it's huge. There is hundreds of thousands of people following it. There is huge concerts, um, and there is one band. It's called the Paldauer. I didn't even know about them. You know, I, I I know about them now because three days ago you had this clip going around from them singing, right? And and everybody on, on German Bitcoin Twitter was freaking out about um, this, this, this big band that you, you didn't know about before, but hundreds of thousands of people love. Um, was, they were singing, right? And I listened to the, so- to the song three times, and it was like about love and hope and blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't about Bitcoin, so I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And then I called the Bitcoiner who posted it. I said, what, what is going on? What's going on? And he said, look, just look. So the guy, the singer, is wearing a huge Bitcoin B on his T-shirt. <laughs> I saw a picture of that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and they were all wearing not the same T-shirt. He was he was the only one wearing the Bitcoin thing, but they were had like their clothes were made for the show, right? So he 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 did that. He did that by himself, or he wanted to do that, right? Um, and the guy I talked to the the the, the Bitcoiner, his mom is like a huge fan, and they, they were both flipping out. And it's 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 and this is what what I can see more and more now is that people like from all. And this is why like if. If you really want to be bullish about Bitcoin, look from from the, how many different angles and nationalities and 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 backgrounds people are coming to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, and and it's happening more and more now. Yeah, I I totally agree. That's that's awesome. I, I'm gonna have to look up that uh, picture picture now. I, I want to see that uh, 
that performance. That's awesome. Are you sure it wasn't Knut on stage? <laughs> it, might, it may have been. <laughs> awesome. All right, gentlemen, um, I, I want to do a rotation here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into another reason for being bullish. Again, everybody that's watching, thank you. Uh, give it a share on whatever social platforms you're on. Uh, keep diving into the chat and everything. I'll, I'll bring up some more uh, uh, messages. By the way, and uh, shout out to uh, Rabbit Colony. He says the value of our time uh, really spoke and is still speaking to me. So yeah, um, we're going to rotate over Canute. I'm going to toss it to you and to queue you up. And I'm just going to ask you, why are you bullish? Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? It would be a better question, but uh, all right. Uh, where to start? Like um, one of the most common questions I get asked after having gone uh, full-time Bitcoiner um, is what is Bitcoin? That's the question we all get. Like people want us to explain it to them in a simple as simply as possible and the simplest answer i have someone has a, their microphone on i think i hear a lot of noise yeah. uh, um, is that it's just a an agreement on a fixed set of rules between mm -hmm. people and these rules are very very hard to change and that's the whole point uh, and speaking of responsibility like the, it's up to each and every one of us to 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 verify that the Bitcoin we got were actually real Bitcoin and not some cheap copy or some paper Bitcoins or whatever. And it's easier to do that than people think because basically all you have to do is look at a number mm -hmm. and see how many zeros it starts with. Uh, I'm not going to go in, into any more detail than that, but but that's the gist of it. And what this responsibility thing means is that those among us most willing to take responsibility for their own actions are the ones that are going into Bitcoin first, which means that they will have be able to extract the most value out of it if they can if they can uh, stop themselves from spending it, mm -hmm. uh, which in turn mean, means that the 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 most re re the people willing to take the most responsibility will be the most powerful people among us. Uh, and uh, if you think more about what a computer is and what a Bitcoin node is and what a miner is, you realize that the computer is just a fancy abacus that helps the node owner to do the calculation. And same goes for the mining computer, or the ASIC. It's just a fancy abacus. It's nothing but that. It helps us with the calculations needed to verify that everything is going on and to mine for the Bitcoin and whatever, which is basically just guessing a number over and over again. So the, the miner is not the computer that mines. It's the guy that bought the computer that mines and chose to run it. The node is not the Raspberry Pi running Umbral or the Start9 uh, server running Bitcoin Core. It's, it's you, Ben. You're, you're the node when you, when you fire that thing up. Sure. And the same with the Bitcoin users they are the bitcoins <laughs> there's no since bitcoin is just information it's all in our heads it's all about keeping a secret so anyone who can keep a secret uh owns that bitcoin in a sense so you have ownership possession and now an even deeper layer than that and and that is keeping a secret which is the same as owning the bitcoin uh so not being bullish what this means is that uh, not being bullish on bitcoin is not being bullish on humanity. 
And so you might just go hang yourself if that was the case. Like, uh, so because we, we've got this thing now. And, and even further than that, so, so, so Bitcoin is everyone in the Bitcoin community. But it's also everyone who's not in the Bitcoin community yet, but will be in the future. Uh, because we Bitcoiners, we trade with other people in other currencies too. And that influences our decisions and that influences our lives. So in a sense, everyone's connected to the Bitcoin network via proxy because there's no such thing as a circular economy. <laughs> it's all connected. So not being bullish on Bitcoin is not being bullish on humanity. So that's why I'm I bullish like, on Bitcoin. I like that. I, it, I, I love your framing of of. You know, like you are the node, you are the miner, you are the network because, uh, yeah, of course, without without people behind it, if I if I spin up a Bitcoin node and then I plug it into a wall and an Internet connection and I leave it in a warehouse somewhere and I never refer to it, is it doing anything? I mean, not 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 really. no. <laughs> And this is, by the way, this is also why artificial intelligence isn't really intelligence, because it, artificial intelligence does not have agency or free will. It does not make decisions on its own. That It needs a human to tell it what to do. Mm -hmm. And this is what separates us from everything else on Earth. Like we, we, can, we can choose our destiny to a certain extent. We can influence it. So when people say we're all Satoshi, mm -hmm. they're missing an S we're all satoshis <laughs> like, like, that's it i should tweet that <laughs> you should you'd spin up that tweet right now yeah. <laughs> um no that's a hundred percent like that's without the people behind it without the people trying to claim their own self-sovereignty without the people trying to um actually gain control over their the fruits of their labor um then the network itself has no meaning um you know it, it it serves no purpose and it just remains stagnant you, you know you can have yeah. you, you know you can have the remains of the network sitting there but if nobody's using it what is it it's nothing no it's and in that sense it's not backed by energy it's backed by human action it's backed by people choosing to sacrifice energy mm -hmm. and of course well humans run on energy too but uh, but still the, it's it cannot function without people with agency, <laughs> like mm -hmm. people people who decide, uh, who make a decision to join the network uh, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Wow. Nico, I want your thoughts on this. Are we the network? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's it's. I think it. And I mean, and this is coming from the the talk the talks I had. Um, in the last couple of days, um, I think it's going to get actually a bit more complicated um, now that you know the big boys are getting involved. Um, it, it doesn't change anything about Bitcoin, though. And yes, we are the network, very much so. I think um, I think it's important to understand with Bitcoin is is it, one of the things that Bitcoin is is money, right? I mean, we we can agree on this. And money is not something that you buy normally. So so we buy it um, as a as an investment, or this that's how many people get into it, but. There will come a time when people won't be, you know, 
buying Bitcoin. They were, you can only work for Bitcoin. You know, you have to provide value to your fellow human beings, and then um, you can receive Bitcoin. So it's it's it. You cannot think Bitcoin without this social layer. And I think it, what what Knut says uh, ties beautifully into into what we talked about before. You know, it's it's. I mean. In a very real sense, you don't even have to own Bitcoin to, to, to join the network. Obviously, most people who will have joined it will own some in some way or form. Um, but, but there is no Bitcoin without the people using it, you know. Um, and, and Bitcoin itself doesn't even know we exist. That's how it cannot, um, cannot discriminate. So it solves the, discrimin the, the, the discrimination problem by not even knowing that people exist. Um, but but I'm totally with him. I, I've, I've heard this idea of Knut that we are Bitcoin because we carry it within us a couple of times, and um, you know it grows on me. <laughs> so does that make it the virus? <laughs> there's no there's no host. It is the virus. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, a human body consists of about 15% old viruses, <laughs> the, and viruses are not necessarily bad. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it def it's definitely a mind virus. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Philip, how's the mind virus treating you? Thoughts here? Yeah. Well, I know I've got to say Bitcoin is the greatest story ever told. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's where would I start with this? Uh, I think. I think the social proofing side of it is really important. I think, yeah, what Newt was saying when you when you uh, um, what you were talking about as well, Nico, is I seeing people around the world um, and passing them the knowledge of Bitcoin and just seeing them um, attached to the idea, not just for individuals, but now we're seeing this with um, with the big institutions, as you said, Nico, and 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 and, and also nation states. And when nation states and institutions start to talk about it, then this is really waking up other people because they because those those people perceive those um, institution nation states as something credible, even though they're not they're not they're not really credible at all in, in our eyes. But when those guys start to talk about it, then that really then start, starts to spread the social the social um, the social proof side of things. And that's one thing like we what we try and do one of our strategies at Jan three is um, is just start strike conversations with um, with nation states with uh, institutions with um, influential people, and when other people start to realize that this is, that they're talking about Bitcoin or they're interested about Bitcoin, they're like, hmm, maybe I should start thinking about it. And there it is. That's how Bitcoin spreads. It spreads by by us speaking to other people, and you can help to accelerate that by by maybe targeting some of the uh, the, the the biggest information spreaders in um in, in in the world that we have today. And yeah, Bitcoin is a bottom up approach. There's no arguing that. But uh, there is some top down that needs to be that needs to be taken care of and done the right way. And I think that's going to play a really important part. And I got to say, I'm partly excited with the likes of BlackRock and, and, and Fidelity and those things uh, releasing an ETF. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's correct. But I think it's very bullish. <laughs> 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 my pocket's going to be happy. You know, my, my, my mind is going to be happy because I guess uh, the Bitcoin is in my head. That's, that's, in the, it's, that's, uh, that's where it's all held. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to really feel my brain... Um, swell <laughs> swell in richness <laughs> who's who okay so uh you now that we're on the virus uh tick who's <laughs> i'm gonna throw it out to everybody who's the who's the super spreader uh who's <laughs> who's the the bitcoin super spreader like if you could uh coin the greatest bitcoin super spreader of them all 
Uh, I, I, I like, no, sorry, I butt in, Mike. Um, and this is the obvious answer. For me, who was also very pivotal um, in my uh, in my journey to being become fully orange pilled is Michael Saylor. I think his um, his his presentation, his uh, the way he talks about it, in, it talks about it in so many different angles, and his how, how eloquent he is about it was really quite uh, it's quite something. So he's he's a great he's a great maxi to have on 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 our, on our side. Yeah, that, that's the first name that popped into my head too, yeah. after seeing the standing ovations in Prague and everything. And it, Michael's great. Uh, but the second face that popped into my mind is the person that has coined the best ad for for Bitcoin ever, and that's Christine Lagarde. Uh, <laughs> she said, uh, "If there is an escape, that escape will be used." And uh, I can't I can't put it better than that, and neither can anyone else. It's perfect. I think someone else in the in the chat pointed out Jeremy Powell. I think there's a lot of memes going around about the the Bitcoin marketing team and putting basically all the uh, all those uh, all those characters, your Lagards, your Powells, your you know your different pre your presidents here and there, and I don't know who else is in that, in that group. But yeah, Greta maybe. Greta is it? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a great super spreader. Yeah, <laughs> um, Nico, do you have a favorite super spreader? So is this? Can I already? tell you my reason for being bullish or is that too too early because it, it really ties in here i'm okay let's oh, i was a, after this i was about to rotate it so let's uh let's go from super spreader to your reason for being bullish <laughs> let's take it on a journey what's your so, so first of all in my little um collection of of Ooh. art i have uh, christine lagarde back there um a couple of other people taking oh, the orange pill from from canuto who is who is a brilliant uh, bitcoin artist um so he's he's always there with me and also my my um 21 energy bitcoin heaters i'm actually mining bitcoin here when it's cold it's not cold enough for that today um about being bullish and about the super spreader right um it's it's not a very original answer but it, i think it's very important i mean I, all of us who have been coming into bitcoin from from um you know uh special special um you know fiat jobs or whatever at some point, we took the plunge, and there was always reputational risk as well. Bitcoin has this—this this, um, I wouldn't call it an image problem, but in normal world, you were just seeing, you know, the FUD coming again from from Greenpeace and from 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 this um, actor guy um, who, who thinks he's the expert on quote unquote crypto. Um, but I think that if you look at what's happening right now, and you can think it's good or bad that it's acting this way, but it is happening. Um, June 15th, 2023, the day BlackRock filed its, its um, ETF filing, that was basically the day that all reputational risk died. It died. It's over. And every, anyone who is anybody um, who ever said anything bad about Bitcoin um, now has to check their story because Larry Fink is now bullish. And I don't, I don't think that anybody really knows how, how important that is. And I don't think that anybody really has, has, a, has a clue. Um, I think that uh, the video that or the, the, the talk that he gave a couple of days ago on CNBC gives us, gives us a clue because it's interesting to see that um, there's, there's, a, there's a very good podcast about GLD. That's the gold ETF. So I was, before I was a Bitcoiner, I was a gold bug. I was still a bit of a gold bug. It's, 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 it's shiny, right? Um, and... And the GLD ETF was was new, you know. It was it was new when it when it uh, when it was introduced. It was something that has never been done before. A commodity ETF. There is a podcast on that. Um, um, I think from Bloomberg. It's very interesting. Um, and BlackRock missed that. 
BlackRock did not have the first gold ETF. They have the second gold ETF, and their gold ETF is not the biggest. And I, I think that you know, every time you know Larry Fink gets up in the morning, he thinks about that and he cries a little. So now he really, really, really wants to be the first and the biggest um, Bitcoin ETF because that's where he thinks BlackRock needs to be. And we can talk about the whole politics behind that and if, if there were strings pulled and if others have not got the ETF before him, doesn't matter. What matters is that, that you've got this important figure sitting on CNBC saying that Bitcoin will transcend national currencies. <laughs> it's completely insane. I mean, I don't think we have, we have, we have ever, we even know what's happening here so far. Um, so, so, yes, right now he's probably the best, you know, quote unquote super spreader. I mean, always, um, you know, uh, thinking that, that he will get it. If, if, if the ETF, you know, does not get approved, then we can talk about it again. But right now, this is, I think, the most important reason to be bullish on it, obviously, because um, even, obviously, and for the record, Bitcoin does not need an ETF. You need an ETF if you, if you have problems holding the asset yourself, right? Like stocks, you can't hold 500 stocks in the, in the S&P 500. You cannot hold 30 kilograms of gold. You can, but it's hard, you know, but you can buy the ETF. So for the record, Bitcoin does not need an ETF. But people within the trash, traditional financial sector who have uh, rules and regulations and, and maybe problems with going to Coinbase or, or, or Swan or Kraken, they can buy this ETF. They need this ETF. And when you look at um, the, the price of gold, I mean, just, just you know, pull up the chart and check out the price of gold since 2004. That's when the gold ETF started. Um, there will be an avalanche of money coming into Bitcoin. And I think that BlackRock knows that because Bitcoin is basically the only, the only single asset that could add one or two trillion dollars to their, to their portfolio. You know, you cannot do that with stocks anymore. Even just, it would just be inflation. Um, so, so I think this is extremely important. I think that the Americans, and then now you have Robert Kennedy, you know, Robert F. Kennedy. I'm not even going into that, you know. But I, I'm going to say one thing. Did you, did you see his, his talk about how he's going to back the dollar with Bitcoin? Yes. And, uh, yes. And, uh, uh, well, what can I say? I, I had to take some paracetamol after that. It's, that it, the, the interesting thing about that is not, or not that he said he's going to you know, back the dollar with Bitcoin. I don't think that's going to happen. Not, it, he's not going to get in, into office probably, right? I mean, weirder things have happened and Trump was elected, but let's just assume that's not going to happen. Um, but he also said, we're going to back the dollar with Bitcoin. And then he said, the hardest liquid asset in the world. That's his direct quote. He says, the hardest liquid asset in the world. And I think that's a new quote we, sh we should go with because it's true. Because after the next halving, Bitcoin will have a higher stock-to-flow ratio than gold and even global real estate. At 120 stock-to-flow ratio, Bitcoin will be the hardest liquid asset in the world. Um, and, and, and once people realize that, and then you have the Bitcoin ETF and you have the other stuff going on. Because with, the, with BlackRock entering the market, Basically, the whole narrative is going to change. Mainstream media is just going to flip on, on the dime here. And just, you know, you know I, 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 I'm on the record saying that the top, the next top of the bull market will be when Nassim Taleb turns bullish again by <laughs> telling everybody that he was bullish before. So he was right all along. That's, that's my, I'm calling it. And then I'll sell a bit. <laughs> Kind of too. Oh, we're losing you, Ben. 
We're losing the host. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the virus can, has lost can, its host. Okay, yeah. now. Better. I'm I'm a little tough. Here. <laughs> um, you got me. I can. Yes, I think it's we, working now. Ah. Maybe we can continue to continue talking about uh, about the ETF yeah, or something. Yes, there's a, I see a lot of uh, comments. Yes, a lot of comments oh, sorry, on, yes. Uh, on 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 in, in, about, uh, talking about how uh, Bitcoin ETF is negative. Oops. Which I mean, can I say one sentence and I'll stop? Sure, okay? please. It's, go for it. Go for it. The thing is that yes, I see all the arguments against an ETF. Absolutely, I see all the things that it's going to manipulate the price. There's going to be paper Bitcoin, all of these things, but it was going to happen regardless. So the positive side is the narrative side, right? And all the media flipping um, bullish on Bitcoin and, and that stuff. Um, it was always going to happen at some point that we'll have this, this, um, you know, this phase of the adoption where you know the the the, the mainstream or the, the 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 fiat system tries to you know um, go down the same route with Bitcoin that they went down with gold, and we have to see where it leads. But it's not something we can prevent by just moaning about it. Um, we have to show the other way, absolutely. But for now, it is a bullish. It is a reason to be bullish, and and it doesn't change anything about you know the Bitcoin that's in my head or in Knut's head. If there is a Bitcoin ETF, and also the paper Bitcoin thing, yes, but I think that there will be websites and they will add every all the Bitcoin that's in ETFs. And once we go to twenty two million, everybody will try and sell. Yes, I. I view this as the moment Fujifilm starts uh, starts uh, their their new service is to print digital photos, or uh, this is like when Blockbuster Video starts selling candy instead of DVDs. Uh, th th this is the moment. Th this is the equivalent moment here when uh, when you get all these fiaty um, fiaty big big players starting to to fiddle with bitcoin and they're just they're just like on top of the rabbit hole but haven't fallen down yet and they have no idea what they're in for like they, they have no idea what they're doing to themselves but in the long run this is this is the beginning of the end for them also another point going back to the paper bitcoin thing um then that was obviously huge huge problem last the bull run with uh, the likes of ftx and all that paper bitcoin um crap that happened uh, this time, with the likes of BlackRock, Fidelity, and stuff, there will be a little bit more uh, rules set in place, as, as what you talked about, um, Nico. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be harder to uh, to uh, uh, to fake that paper Bitcoin. So there might still be some, of course. You'll never get rid of it, but uh, it will it will definitely be closer to one to one as well. So uh, this 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 next bull run. Um, go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, and I think, I think really the main, the, what I wanted to uh, repeat from before is that it's, it was when you have people like BlackRock people, I mean, institutions like BlackRock talking about it, it's just going to make me people more interested and that's yeah. going to just capture cap and it's going to spread the narrative of the greatest story ever told to new people. And they're going to realize, okay, so what is Bitcoin? And it's our job now to make sure they get the right, they get the right narrative. They get the right, the real story of, of what Bitcoin is. Mm. And that's only going to do. It's going to be wonders to to spreading to spreading network and, and making the network reach all parts of the world. I mean, which has already, but as in, it, um, it's it's just it's inevitable, really. So, but yeah. 
with uh, with these big players. It's just going to speed it up. I mean, what you can say is that it's true that Bitcoin does not need the ETF, but BlackRock needs the Bitcoin ETF. And that really tells the whole story. Yeah, and the same goes for R RFK and all yeah, these politicians. I like, uh, Bitcoin does not need a politician to approve it. Like, that's, uh, that's not, it's not democracy money, it's anarchy money. So, like, that's the whole point. Uh, so, tr so tr being a politician and saying, yeah, I'm going to make this uh, perfectly legal and I, I, I'm going to make sure you're allowed to do this or that. Well, uh, that's cute, but <laughs> it's not what this thing is about. I know. I, I, Jeff, I, I was going to say sorry. there's two things at play here, right? Like there's there's two competing. There's there's the narrative, and there's the the paper Bitcoin risk. But the narrative being propelled by these players coming in, what is that narrative? Well, the narrative is we need a sound money that is verifiable, and if that proliferates, then that becomes a trojan horse in the legacy finance system and so you get into an instance where we're like is there paper bitcoin what's going maybe we should uh should do some verification i think i think you just see a repeat time and again of everybody thinking that the next larger institution is the one that the shining example of no right everybody thought mount gox was the last mount gox then Quadriga happened, and then FTX happened. Well, what the hell happens when large paper Bitcoining, you know, Bitcoin? Well, the same thing on a larger scale. I think Odell, it was Odell that said on Nat Brunel's podcast, path to hyper-Bitcoinization is society being rugged again and again and again and it out, every single person. And I think that's probably right. I don't, I'm not necessarily it's going to be institution, institution A or B, but it's going to be some of them. And the, the thing with Bitcoin, because it settles so, so quickly, because you can demand settlement, because you can verify supply, um, fuck around, find out, happens very quickly compared to legacy finance. So you can kick that can down the road for a long time with infinite printable money. Notch with 21 million. Um, yeah, the other the, thing that we're at here that I did want to touch. Can I? Can I just? I don't uh, see reply as, to that. This is my opinion. Dark plan. Talk. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So, so if you extrapolate, like if you do Mt. Gox and then FTX, and if you extrapolate that into the future, the the United States of America is the name somewhere down the line. That also falls into the same category uh, and disappears. Yes. Sorry. Just one thing about uh, is what we talked about is responsibility of holding your, um, holding your own keys and being self-sovereign. I think some people are not quite ready for that. Uh, people still want the third party. Still people don't have that need for responsibility. We've been uh, cushioned too much in society that we make, make mistakes. We can, uh, we can just print more money, essentially. And this is something that's going to be hard to shake off. But in time, hopefully, this is something that will spread and uh, people will learn. Um, because they have no choice, really. Because at the end of the day, I think 
I think they, uh, as as you said, Ben, too many rug, too many rugging, too many ruggings will uh, will end up from people to be forced to 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 wanting to take responsibility of their wealth. Nothing that excludes malicious individual or entity from being a super spreader as well, right? Like the, one of the greatest super spreaders, SBF, right? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rug pulls, Philip, have you ever had a uh, red par- carpet pull? Did anyone ever pull the red carpet from under your feet? <laughs> uh, not physically. <laughs> there's, no, there's no footage of me, you that's, know, like a cartoon. Yeah, that's but, a uh, great response. That's what they did. That's what the commies did. Like they pulled, they they pulled the, the ultimate rug pull. That's what would. That's why we're all Bitcoiners here is because we are, it's it, commies is all about uh, taking away your private property. And we are all staunch um, advocates of, uh, of, of pri- uh, individual property rights. Mm-hmm. And everything was stolen away from my family in the, in the forties and, you know, still is confiscated to this day. So I guess maybe that could be subconsciously one of the reasons why I understood Bitcoin quickly, because this, that's one thing that they can't take from you unless, I don't know, unless you can uh, hack someone's brain. When you, oh. especially when you talk to many American Bitcoiners, um, mm-hmm. and you and you and you probe long enough, there will be some communism family backstory in eighty percent of of the of the um, of the, like like when you when you when you talk to American gold bugs, eighty percent of them have German heritage. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's a weird thing, but obviously it's not a weird thing. Maybe it's it's very it's very logical actually. You know, um, when your family has 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 had this um, experience with communism, um, then you know you, you have somebody that will understand this within your your personal life, and that will give you the the um, the confidence to, to talk to talk about this outside of your personal life. Um, and then there is you know people who, who come to it for some other reason that is hard to un- understand. So we'll, we'll have to do studies on that. I agree. Yeah, that's that. That's interesting. I, I, um, I, I want to touch on one quick thing here that we jumped or, or jumped away from. Um, but <laughs> I think it's important to, to mention. Um, somebody brought up in the chat just, just regarding the, the ETF. Um, and I brought it up earlier about. BlackRock forking Bitcoin into like ESG Bitcoin. I, I think the only refutation that needs is war. Um, and and that's basically an exact blueprint of, of how this would go. If you think that a large entity can change because um, of Bitcoin, I, I would much refute that. At the time when the block size war happened, it was like the top 50 companies. It was it was 80% of the hash rate. It was basically like all of the muscle that people perceived to be behind Bitcoin was thrown into array by nothing than people running nodes and a futures market off of that fork would be. And turns out it would be worth a fraction of what actual Bitcoin would be worth. So I, I think the worry of, of um, and as we said, it's the narrative, the narrative sells 
of of what Bitcoin is and the narrative of Bitcoin continues to be, hey, this is censorship resistant global money that can be used by anybody and that has a cap supply and is sound. And so if we again, you know, we need to do our jobs and we need to make sure that people realize that that is what Bitcoin is. Um, but you're going to have a hard time forking Bitcoin into something other than that. Uh, and and I, I think it's too ingrained at this point to be able to sell somebody a different narrative of what Bitcoin is. You can you can fork it. You can create ESG Bitcoin. In fact, there already is proof of stake mm-hmm. Bitcoin. It, it, it nobody uses it. I mean, the only existential crisis Bitcoin ever had, I'd say, was uh, the the the, um, the block size wars, and that's done. It's gone. I don't think we have any more uh, any any forking crises ha- ahead of us. And it, yeah. we already have ESG Bitcoin, and it's it's not Bitcoin proof of stake. It is called BTC, and it trades on Kraken and on Coinbase, and we all know that you know e, you know if, if you want to go down that route we all know that bitcoin ticks all the boxes environmentally friendly yes socially yes you know what's the g governance well we got that covered right um <laughs> and it's it's so so for this like scare about blackrock i'd say it's a lot easier to change the definition of esg or to change the perception of bitcoin within the esg framework than to change bitcoin and mm-hmm. and and it's important i think it's important to see that, you know if it if it walks like a dog, you know, and it, it, it barks like a dog, it's probably a dog. Mm-hmm. BlackRock is in this to make money. They're not in this to, 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 to um, you know, because they see Bitcoin. They, they, yes, maybe they see Bitcoin as a threat because Bitcoin is a threat to their business model in so far as that it will take out the store of value premium from stocks and other paper products that they sell to people. So their basic... Business is basically taking the savings of the world and putting them into stock indices. But if they can take the savings of the world and put them into Bitcoin and hold like, I don't know, 2 million Bitcoin on one, on one hardware wallet and call it a day um, and, and, and charge some money on that, they'll do that, you know? Um, they just want to be the first, the first and the biggest. I think that that's important for them. Um, and, and the whole ESG thing basically has run its course anyway, and they're just going to pivot to something else now. Um, and, and, and maybe it's called BTC. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, they just want to extract their fees where they can. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about them protocol and, and really it doesn't saying, yeah, we're going to fork big it takes them fine. And then can that all of us that are using Bitcoin and moving it around and all of us running nodes that are saying, no, it's not Bitcoin. Um, convince the world that they didn't make a change that we changed somehow, which was the narrative of Bcash. It would, it would be a Bcash narrative all over again. So yeah, yeah. I, and, I don't think it's like, an issue. Yeah. Yeah, if if you wanna if you wanna be on the same network as us four here on this channel, run your own node and run the same code as we do. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to uh, go on with the conversation. I'm going to do a rotate, and uh, I'm going to toss it over to, and I'll queue you up with the same question as the other gentleman. Gosh, take it away. Why am I bullish? Why am I bullish? I am bullish because 
uh, there's, I, as I, I mentioned this before, that there's so many people who don't understand Bitcoin yet. And everywhere I go, there's so many people who are just, um, who could, it, it would help their lives so much better. And just recently, I had a meeting with, um, with um, someone who is bright, who's intelligent, and he's an advisor to a, um, to a certain president in, in, in our area. And he never really heard about Bitcoin properly. And then I talked to him about it and I told him about how it, it, it secures your sovereignty. It, um, it's, it, it protects you against inflation, all, all the things that we know about. And all of a sudden you could see his brain just working, uh, just understanding it. And this, these moments I've had, I have quite often and around the world and with people who, uh, who can be, not, I would say influential, but uh, just, intelligent people who've just not understood what Bitcoin is. And it's, and, and I think these untapped minds around the world that can help um, spread the word of Bitcoin are, are, are so many. And I'm bullish because, because there's only a very small percentage of the world that actually understands what Bitcoin is. I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at that, really. All right, I'm going to toss it to... Uh gentlemen my sound is crap so if you want to dive knut go on uh sorry i got distracted here <laughs> so i didn't get the yes no, I, I can i can continue saying that um you know i was uh, last year i was in 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 argentina in latin uh, and and i was in el salvador and as you know what's happened to argentina this year you know uh, it's it's its inflation has uh, has again reached double digits. It's really really tough place to live in financially, but the society there is still very uh, it's still very um, it's presentable. People are very uh, it's it felt like really I was like in Europe, um, not not saying anything bad against Latin America, but it felt like I was in a very developed country. It's just the money situation there was horrible. Like when you get money, when you go get um, exchange exchange uh, cash dollars for 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 their um for um for their pes pesos you'd get like a stack like the low a stack of pesos like the lowest denomination was like a uh, thousand pesos which is uh, the highest denomination sorry is a thousand a thousand pesos which is like three dollars now that's probably about a dollar and you have to carry these wads of cash in your pocket and that was the best exchange rate you can get is by ex uh, trans uh, is by exchanging in cash if you did it by credit card if you buy things in credit card you get half the value absolute shit show and here's this country that I, I, I uh, that really really needs it more than most countries and now like for example what we're doing at Jan 3 is we're going to release a wallet uh, that's completely cust uh, uh, self -custodial, uh, custodial and yes we're gonna it's going to be using lightning but also liquid and we're going to be using uh, putting USDT. This is another conversation that's been happening. I've seen online. I've seen the likes of uh, of McCormack in Argentina recently saying he's had to use uh, shit coins like uh, Tron and Ethereum to transact it to, to transact um, in USDT because that's what people use there. But now you can actually will we'll be able to use USDT on uh, on Bitcoin on uh, on Liquid Network. So there's that. And this is why our product is going to be such a big, uh, a big breakthrough for, for Latin America, for a lot of these, a lot of these parts of, um, of not just in Latin America, but also in Central America and, and around, the, around the world. Uh, they, people want to be able to, uh, to have exposure to a, to a currency like the US dollar, but also that also gives you, an, um, gives you half a, a point 
of understanding what Bitcoin is about as well. So if you see USDT and Bitcoin on on your on your mobile on your mobile app, you'll get you know you, you want it just for US dollars, but then you see Bitcoin there, you're going to get interested and you're going to start wanting to um to start uh, storing in Bitcoin, and that's basically the uh, allowing the free market to decide. A little bit what El Salvador has done with their top-down approach. Um, and then yet again, Bitcoiners, Maxis, who just want to hold self-custody uh, self in Bitcoin, that's doable as well. But then if in case you're like a Peter McCormack who goes to Argentina, doesn't want to use a shitcoin and transact in USDT, you can do it without having to buy any Tron or, or, or rely on any, any, any RC20 bullshit. So there's that. <laughs> I like that. I, yeah. I, oh, all right, Mike. You go. You want me to comment, uh, Ben? <laughs> There's a bit of a lag with your whenever you speak, so that's why we speak on over each other uh, every now and then. Anyway, th this is the thing. I think Bitcoin is going to help the people who need it the most, the most. Uh, so people in countries like Ar Argentina, people in countries like Venezuela. They, if if they just uh, uh, you know acquire some Bitcoin and find a way to not spend it uh, too early, uh, they they have a chance of of surviving hyper uh, hyperinflation. And uh, yeah, I know that this is one of my first like real goosebump mo uh, moments in in my own personal Bitcoin journey was then when I got a. A personal message from a, a guy who had fled Venezuela with bitcoins in his head, and uh, he thanked me for some article I had written, and uh, so that was a really, really, uh, you know, holy shit moment for me. So I th I think this is very beautiful, and if we can get people informed in those countries, and if we can get them to acquire just a little bit of bitcoin and hod hodl it for five years or something. They may be able to, um, or even just convert whatever else they have into Bitcoin and flee the country. Uh, and even better if the country, if the people in the country can just start a, for lack of a better word, circular economy in that country using Bitcoin. Uh, that's, of course, the, the best thing. I think it's also important to not underestimate or to not forget that we, even if it doesn't feel like it, we're still very early. And there's not many people who, you know, have, 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 have gone down the route of using Bitcoin as their unit of account, as their day-to-day -day money even. And um, for a very, very long time, maybe for our whole lifetime and maybe even for our kids' lifetime, there will be this these this this fight of systems there will bitcoin will exist fiat will exist you know other experiments will exist um and and it's i think it's getting increasingly easier i think philip and and, and Knud have talked about this getting increasingly easier to show people the the advantages of bitcoin itself um but but it's also i mean the most powerful thing you can really do in this in these especially in the west where people will not no, need bitcoin immediately um, in, in, in Europe and in, in the US, you know, other like South America, Africa, Asia is a different story. I mean, I've, I've done a podcast with a young uh, woman from, from Ukraine who's got her money out of Ukraine when she had to flee the country. Um, so, and she's not the only one, right? But, but um, what I see in my day to day life, really, where everybody's going crazy about inflation and, and, and politics and the war and this and that, um, and, and, you know, the weather. Um, 
you know, Bitcoiners are just very relaxed because they have something to rely on. And once you've, you know, you've been into the rabbit hole for long enough, you know, um, you get this relaxed aura and you have this, you know, like we talked about, you have this social network of people that you can always tab into and there will be 99.9% of them will be good people who will, who will want to help you if you need, uh, if you need help. Because, you know, I think people are inherently good. And I think that uh, Bitcoin just, you know, releases this, this um, inherent goodness, if you want to, if you want to call it, because we don't have to worry about money anymore. Nobody can take it away from you, not even through inflation. So um, I think that this relaxed, um, relaxed state is actually the best one to be in for the next couple of years, because things are going to get extremely crazy. Um, and if we if we panic at any at any you know um, given point, then there will be many points where we can panic on, or we can be the relaxed Bitcoiners. You know, who just you know stack some sets and then go for a beer and just you know live life like it should be. I guess. Yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah. I'm going to keep my response short and short and simple here because I know my sound is crap. Uh, the chat ask, is asking if I'm sitting on a taser. I am sitting on a taser, so maybe that's part of the sound. Uh, but um, wanted to say I think liquid work doesn't get enough love. Um, I think it's incredibly stable coins. Um, and, and there's again, stable inherent counterparty risk. We know this. Um, so, you know, use the least shit coiny thing you can. can. And, uh, that, that's liquid in my opinion. Um, there's also some, something to be said for, for uh, uh, stable sats, which blood is doing, which is, uh, lightning native, but besides the point. don't need a token in order to utilize a stable coin uh, and so why bother um, outside of that uh uh philip i just want, wanted to because you mentioned a wallet but people may not familiar um i'm sharing my screen aqua wallet is uh is this uh where you can use bitcoin uh liquid and uh, again, and Tether, um, you can also do the same through something like Blockstream Green. Uh, yeah, anyways, lo lots of options there. And, uh, yeah, you don't need a, a sh to accomplish it's, yeah, it's a Bitcoin. using yeah. uh, a, a stable coin. And uh, I th think that's fantastic. And I th think people will use US dollar. Um, and so why not use it in tandem with Bitcoin and get curious? And then they can mine. They're already using stuff like that. Go ahead, Philip. Do we have a, we have a comment? Philip? Yeah, sorry. No, I wanted to just uh, continue but quickly about Aqua Wallet. That uh, it's what Stamson started at Blockstream. They have they have green, but he actually started this at, at Blockstream, and it's a Bitcoin central wallet. And you, and it will as as you said, it, it's it's going to have um, USDT liquid, and USD and also go ahead. Can you guys liquid, hear me? Which, yeah. No, yeah. So I'll I'll finish with saying that uh, Aqua Wallet will be out soon, and it should be it should be big in uh, in, Latin, in Latin America and, and and other parts of the world. 
um, and helping to grow, grow our network. And I'm very bullish about that. So Ben is not Ben's situation is not uh, very good at advertisement for um, internet in Italy. You know, poor guy. Yeah, maybe maybe we should take over a bit then. And, and yeah. sorry, guys. Am I? Am... <laughs> I think it's better. Now. Are you guys hearing me? Okay, right now. Okay. Uh, I'm now. Yes. I'm. I'm going to start to round out if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's a bit of a delay, but we'll power through. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> I like to, I like to finish uh, each show with uh, a, a quick round of any final thoughts and any recommendations. So I'm basically going to toss it down the line, anything that you didn't get off your chest and anything you'd like to point people to that may be of use that may help them in their Bitcoin journey or something interesting you think people should check out. So I'll toss it to Knut. Dude, Final thoughts, recommendations, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to show you guys something. Uh, it's my most prized possession. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, it's this thing. Can you see it? Uh, <laughs> this. Uh, there's a lot of reflections here, but this is Fractal Encrypt's uh, uh, infinity key number one out of 21. Uh, so I got this here with me. Uh, which, where did you guys go? <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I got this here with me because today is the 21st of July. So there's only one single month until Bitcoin Infinity Day 2023 happens. And we're going to try to celebrate that in a special way this year. Uh, we're doing a, a, a live session, four-hour live session on the Freedom Footprint Show, which is my uh, podcast. If, you haven't, if you're not following that, you should. So look up the Freedom Footprint Show. It's on a YouTube channel called the Consensus Network, which is the publishing house that publishes my books, by the way. And we're doing this live from... Uh, uh, BTC X's offices in Stockholm. Uh, and uh, BTC X is one of the world's oldest Bitcoin exchanges. And if not the oldest uh, uh, at this point, since all the others uh, are probably not around anymore. Uh, and they have some beautiful office, uh, offices in Stockholm. And uh, I'm doing the pod live from there with some VIP guests. And we're going to release some, some exclusive tickets for the event. So if you're in Stockholm around the 21st of August, or if you'd like to come, you guys are all invited, of course, if you can make it to Stockholm. Um, uh, but we'll try to uh, talk to a lot of people during this four, four hours, and some, uh, some of our old guests will pop in and uh, tell us how they celebrate Bitcoin Infinity Day. So don't, don't miss that on the 21st of August. Awesome. Nico, I'm going to toss it down the line to you as well I, because my connection's crap. All right. First of all, thank you for having me. This was great. Um, second, I'd, I'd say this because I've, I've lying, I have them lying around here and I really have to say, you know, um, I mean, this is not very new, but I've got here, I've got um, 
Check Your Financial Privilege by Alex Gladstein here. And I've got the brilliant, brilliant German version, which is called the Das Trojanische Pferd der Freiheit. So they changed the title to the Trojan Horse of, of uh, Liberty, uh, of Freedom. Um, and I think it's a very, very important picture. And um, it made me read the book the second time. And I have to say, Alex is really a good writer, um, excellent writer. And, he, and, and this is actually one of the more important books. There are many books. I, I, I actually I have a little thing for like obscure Bitcoin books. So I, I ordered one from Indonesia the other day and I paid like 100 euros just for, for, um, for getting it here. Um, but I paid in Bitcoin. And so, so I'm collecting obscure Bitcoin books, but this is one is actually brilliant. So check it out. And this idea of the Trojan horse of freedom is extremely important. Bitcoin works as a Trojan horse of freedom. It doesn't matter if it's in a central bank or if it's in a in, in BlackRock or anywhere else. And I have to say, um, you know, if you if you go and read, you know, this is a little plug. If you go and read my newsletter at fixthemoney.net and my my English podcast. Um, I, I write about my, my work that I did in the last 20 years as a financial journalist. And actually, I got to meet, you know, I got to meet Larry Fink and, and talk to him about Bitcoin five years ago. And he hated it. And I went, I, you know, I, I have a story about CBDC. I have a story about me going to see the, the actual gold in the central bank. And, and I've got all, all kinds of stories and even more coming up. And I only say this because I want to, like, I want to say one thing to any Bitcoiner, like, worldwide who's watching this. Um and that's made the main message is buckle up because things are going to get fucking insane. Um, and the next one and a half years are just going to be a wild, wild ride. And I'm certain of that when I see what's happening in the Bitcoin world and when I, when I see what's happening in the fiat mainstream world, these are colliding, but not in a very bad way. And things are going to get wild. Love to hear it. I'm going to toss it to Philip as well. For uh, I didn't realize nations didn't realize yeah didn't realize this was going to be a show and tell so I luckily had this on my desk this is um this is a this is a Jan three mug <laughs> it has some old coffee inside Ethiopian coffee very good coffee and yeah I'm bullish about what we're doing at Jan three and other things I want to get off my chest are we've opened up a, uh, a Bitcoin hub in Belgrade, the Belgrade Bitcoin hub. I don't know if you've seen this on, on Twitter, uh, where the likes of Vadesik Jedan, that's 21 in Serbian, and they sort of cop uh, copied, I mean, they, they took the idea from uh, Einfantzeiden, if I said that right. It's Einundzwanzig. Uh, Einundzwanzig. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> And we've opened up a great, uh, in a great location, uh, uh, the Belgrade Bitcoin Hub, and we organize uh, weekly meetups there. And it's a place for a workspace, place for Bitcoiners and anyone who uh, around the world to come and work there uh, and just to show up, meet up, but also to do presentations. And we're, we, we've got books, resources there. We've got a miner. We've got some hardware wallets to play around with there. And so... I invite everyone who's been to Serbia and who has not been to Serbia to come back or to go visit Serbia for the first time because uh, we are we are spreading Bitcoin, um, the love of Bitcoin in Serbia and the rest of the region and all over the world, of course, because that's what we do at uh, at, at, at Jan Free. <laughs> love to hear it, man. That's awesome. Hopefully now, but I'm going to round everything out. Um, First off, thank you guys so much for being here, for being part of the show. It's a long time coming uh, for for Philip. And uh, again, Nico, great to have you. Knut, super, super happy to have you back. And uh, apologies for my crap sound, but fuck it. We'll do it live. And here we are, and we made it work. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. And, uh, and 
And gentlemen, I just want to say to all, thank you so much. And, uh, and you're all welcome back anytime. Pleasure. And you, pleasure and you're, so and you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you, man. <laughs> I see. Well, you're welcome back to Europe more often so we can do these shows at, uh, at a more uh, reasonable time for us. So thank you. <laughs> yes. And your connection might be crap, but you still have great hair, Ben. So, <laughs> and I'm what about, one, one what about quick... my hair? What about my hair, Knut? <laughs> yeah, no comment, no comment, Nico. Yeah. Incredible. And yes, yes, to one last comment there. Yes, I'm trying to work on getting Novak to be a Bitcoiner. He's a freedom fighter and he, he needs to be a Bitcoiner. So I'm working on that one. That's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm going to uh, sign you guys off on outro so I don't uh, talk over top of you guys anymore. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, man. See Same you, guys. Ben. See you. See ya. Bye. See you guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Again, apologies for uh, apologies for all of the technical difficulties. Italy on the coast. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure Rome is fine. <laughs> Malfi Coast, maybe not so much. I'm going to play this one more time because uh, it deserves it, but uh, we'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. The show deserves two of those today. That's. Um. Anyways. Uh. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm not gonna chat too more. Uh, but of course, you enjoyed what you saw. Like, subscribe, share, all those things up and a lot. Uh, hit the sponsors that they're all in the show notes down below. And if you really liked what you saw, you can always hit up my website, btcsessions.ca. Book me for one on ones. Um, I'm doing those while I'm over here in Europe at more reasons for you all. But all uh, shoot me a uh, shoot me a tip. Um, if you really liked what you saw, the QR code on the screen goes to my Geyser Fund page. And that's where you can leave a comment and you can shoot some sats if you so please. Anyways, guys, with that, I'm going to head out here. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session. Hold all that Bitcoin.